reality is a small business owner is the accountant, they're the chief operating officer, they're the CEO, uh, they're a mom, they're a dad, they're a janitor, uh, they've got to do it all. Those that do it best are those that make a conscious effort to slow down, reflect, and plan, and many of them will schedule it. Uh, so I talk to business owners that say, hey, you know, I've got a, a period of time between 5.30 and 6 on my drive home where I don't take a call, I'm not sitting in front of any kind of uh, social media, and I just think about the business and what I need to get done. But it has to be a conscious effort. It's got to be something that you have top of mind because it's, it's very easy to get passed up. Welcome to the heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books at ForbesBooks.com and Bank of America at BankofAmerica.com. I'm here with Roger Foreman. He's the SVP and Northwest Small Business Division Executive for Bank of America. This is the heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books and Bank of America. We're deep into the holiday season, and I think for small businesses in particular, it's an important time to start thinking about, well, what do I want to do and what do I have to put in place to be prepared for a great new year ahead. And Roger, we invited you here to talk about some New Year's resolutions we might make for our small businesses. Welcome, and and let's talk about this, starting with what is a good mindset for small business owners to have now in the middle of the holiday season to make sure they make the most of this season and make sure they're really prepared for the new year? Yeah, Greg, well, first of all, thank you for having me. And um, three things that, that I would tell you that you know, we talk to all of our clients about that are important, frankly, at any time of year, uh, but especially in the context of New Year's resolutions. And they're relatively simple. It's slow down, reflect, and plan. You know, when we think of the beginning of any new year, it's the perfect time to sit back and reflect on the successes and struggles of your business over the last 12 months and really make plans for the year ahead. So we'd recommend you take time to organize your priorities, uh, set realistic long-term goals, and implement ways of measuring progress along the way to to keep you on track. You know, Roger, it's really interesting. The first thing you said here was slow down and then reflect and plan. And I have to think for many small businesses, those are three of the hardest things for them to do. So can you almost get into the psyche of the small business owners that you talk with and help us with some secrets or tips that you've heard from them about how to do those very specific three things? Slow down. I own a business. When do I have time to slow down? Reflect. When do I have time to do that? I always have to be looking ahead and planning. Can can you give us some insight or some tips for that? Yes, you bet. It, it's interesting. So uh, in my job, I get the opportunity to sit in front of uh, small business owners uh, every day of the week. And uh, I'm in awe of the responsibility that they have. I mean, the reality is a small business owner is the accountant, they're the chief operating officer, they're the CEO, uh, they're a mom, they're a dad, they're a janitor, uh, they've got to do it all. So the reality is uh, keeping everything together can you know, be much like walking a, a tightrope. The reality is those that do it best are those that make a conscious effort to do exactly those three things, slow down, reflect, and plan, and many of them will schedule it. Uh, So I talk to business owners that say, hey, you know, I've got a a period of time between 5.30 and 6 on my drive home where I don't take a call, uh, I'm not sitting in front of any kind of uh, social media, and I just think about the business and what I need to get done. But it has to be a conscious effort, Greg. It's got to be something that uh, you have top of mind because it's, it's very easy to get passed up. One of the things I hear you saying is that 
business owners should not think about these things. Again, slow down, reflect, and plan. You shouldn't think of them as nice to do or optional, but these are essential steps for you to be successful. And so you should not consider them as optional, but you should consider them as essential. And as you just described, make time in your day or in your schedule specifically for this and make a commitment to it. Because if you don't make a commitment to it, it's not going to happen. I think we all know that. Yeah, exactly. It can't be reactive. It's got to be a proactive, conscious effort. Absolutely. And, and if you don't make time and schedule it regularly, you'll never get in the habit of doing it. And I suspect that business owners who are in the habit of, of slowing down, reflecting, and planning get the greatest benefit from it. It's like going to the gym. Exactly. Oh, you had to bring up going to the gym around a conversation of New Year's resolutions. That's that's very scary. That won't uh, be on mine. I'll tell you that much, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this is a time of year where I think all of us begin to kind of lose the pieces of the organization around our lives. I mean, it's a, it's a there's a lot of things going on that only happen once a year. It's real easy to begin to lose your your routine. It's easy to get disorganized and that certainly can happen in a small business. And I'm wondering if you have any tips for small business owners about okay, just maybe the thing to do is to accept that things are going to get a bit disorganized around this time of year. But do you have tips for how to get back on track so you don't start the new year in a state of disarray, but start it in a really good, solid place? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, during this time of year, the reality is we've got a lot of competing priorities, and I think we can all relate to exactly that. We're we're disorganized. So a couple ideas I I would offer up. Number one, uh, we've got to set and keep a budget and keep it on track. Um, so we believe that it's important to regularly review your organizational budget and update your year-end productions and uh, your financial plans accordingly. One of the things that we always recommend to our clients is when estimating for the upcoming year, evaluate last year's year-end projections and revenue to, sh- to ensure that you've got the most accurate predictions. Secondly, we would tell you, you know, you got to optimize your cash flow. Uh, and we hear from customers all the time that uh, cash flow is king. Uh, we would agree, and we think that cash flow management really cannot be overstated. And New Year's is a perfect time to assess your business cash flow and find opportunities to improve your current situation. Uh, I would recommend that uh, business owners determine how much working capital they need as well and be knowledgeable about how many days of expenses uh, they can cover with their current cash on hand. If you're struggling with cash flow management or if you're just even concerned about it, uh, you should speak with your small business banker who is an expert on the subject. Uh, additionally, there are some great tools out there that can help. Uh, we are incredibly excited. In 2019, uh, Bank of America is launching a new digital tool called Business Advantage 360, uh, and it's been completely designed to help small business owners manage all financial aspects of their business through one single digital platform built directly into our uh, online and mobile banking systems. And finally, uh, Greg, I'd, I'd end with this. Um, it, it's relatively simple, but manage your goals. You know, as a business owner, it's not enough to just set the goal. Your planning has to include tangible steps to meet those goals. So whether it be studying sales trends, uh, taking stock of your industry or your competition, uh, or even exploring ways to expand your customer reach, having clearly outlined tasks will help uh, any small business owner stay on track during these busy periods Uh, holiday rush, uh, not to be excluded from that, and remain organized to hit their goals. 
We're talking with Roger Foreman. He's the SVP and Northwest Small Business Division Executive for Bank of America. This is the heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books and Bank of America. Roger, it's really interesting to hear you walk through these things, uh, starting with slowing down, reflecting, and planning, and then keeping your budget on track, optimizing cash flow, not just setting goals, but managing your goals. Because if you're a small business and you've had a great year in 2018, one of the things you may be thinking about, one of the goals you may be setting is it's time for me to grow by hiring more staff. And what should I know about the job market at the end of 2018 that will help me be successful at adding to my headcount in 2019? Greg, to say that the current hiring environment is competitive would be an understatement. You know, we're in a historically very tight job market right now. Being on the plane last night, I think uh, unemployment in the three somewhere, 3.7. Don't quote me on that, but uh, it, it good, right? So yes. owners really shouldn't good and bad, right? Good and bad. That's true. Bad if you're trying to hire people. <laughs> owners, uh, you know, all of us and anybody leading an organization should not take talent retention and acquisition for granted. You know, we just did a, a fall 2018 small business owners report. And nearly a quarter of all small business owners uh, have lost at least one employee in the last 12 months. And of business owners who sought to hire in 2018, half of them believe the tight labor market had a direct impact on their ability to find and, and hire qualified people. So business owners who are looking to hire should be thinking about setting themselves apart from other employers. Competition is going to be fierce, right? So things like offering perks and benefits, flexible hours, flexible work locations, in addition, you know, additional employee training, development programs, bonuses, things like that can go a long way towards uh, generating loyalty. One of the things I hear you saying is it's not all about the salary. Think about no, the absolutely perks. not. It's you know some of the the benefits and and uh, the soft benefits of a company uh, can be just as important. Can you offer suggestions of of resources where we might go? to get ideas for perks we may want to use in hiring or, or frankly, even for retention of the staff that we have? Yeah, a couple things that I will tell you. You know, when I talk to clients about where they get ideas and inspiration, it comes from multiple different facets. I mean, some of it is other business owners, uh, the local business owner community that they work in, the chambers have lots of activities. And then we also have the uh, small business community uh, through our bankofamerica.com site that can give lots of tips and ideas. The reality is there, there's a ton of information out there. It's picking the one or two things that you can manage and that will work for you and your business and executing them better than your peer group. One of the things that I want to talk about is, you know, it's been a great year for business. And so a lot of businesses are looking forward to a great year ahead. And let's say I've done all of the things that we've talked about here. I, I, I've slowed down. I'm reflecting. I'm planning. I'm setting time to think about my business in the future. I'm doing all of these things. Are there things that you're hearing from businesses that they're doing to get ahead that are more creative that we should be thinking about? Yeah, a couple of thoughts I would share with you. Top of my list is, you know, consider creating a referral rewards program. When you think about your customers, oftentimes your best and most dependable, consistent business comes from referrals. And I know much of ours do. So consider creating a consistent type of system for staying in touch with current customers and then rewarding them when they send new business your way. And, you know, that's going to vary depending upon the business that you're in. And you may have to get creative, but uh, it's one of the single best ways to, to drive new business. Second piece is, you know, reconnect with a mentor or become one. 
Mentors can give incredible feedback. Uh, they can make introductions. Uh, they can open doors. Uh, they can teach lessons. Uh, so it's, it's as easy as, you know, setting up a coffee date with a mentor that you've fallen out of touch with. Or if you have one and you feel like that's going well, be a mentor for someone else. I mean, you'll get as much out of that as you're putting into it. And then finally, I would say evaluate next steps to grow and expand. So if you're sitting out there saying, hey, my, my business is in pretty darn good shape, uh, I'd encourage you to start thinking about expansion. And now, now is the time. If your cash flow and your business plan are up to par, let's look at obtaining more capital in order to take your business to that next level. I want to go back to a couple of things you've said here. I'm talking with Roger Foreman. He's the SVP and Northwest Small Business Division Executive for Bank of America here on the heartbeat of Main Street. One, I want to talk about the idea of having a mentor or being a mentor, uh, specifically being a mentor, uh, because I think sometimes in business we think, A, I don't have time, or B, I'm not really an expert or I don't really know anything that would be helpful to someone else. And I suspect that many people who are a mentor for the first time discover that not only are they giving incredible value to someone else, like someone else probably did for them as a mentor for them, but also they get incredible value out of it that they never would have expected and maybe discovered things about themselves and their business that they never would have discovered had they not been a mentor for someone else. Can you talk about that? Yeah, it, you know, it goes down, it goes back to that slow down, reflect and, and plan conversation we had earlier. Um, and I think people overcomplicate the mentor arrangement in, in my view. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's about creating a connection with someone and having a conversation uh, that will, you know, ultimately uh, lead to learning. I have multiple mentors and coaches in my life, some of them in financial services, many of them in, in very different industries, yet we all have parallels in everything that we do. It, it may be, a, you know, the core parallel is how do you manage work and life and how do you keep that balance together? Uh, but being able to talk to someone else, uh, listen to other ideas uh, is incredibly valuable. It's cathartic. And it's one of those things that, you know, you've got to put discipline around and you've got to be proactive with and, and go out and find it. Um, but I find that, that that is one of the most valuable uh, uses of my time today. So one of the things you're saying is don't make it into a big deal. It really can just be a relationship where you have someone you can talk with. Yeah, don't overcomplicate it. I mean, at the end of the day, maybe it's just a, you know, you have a great conversation and you realize you have someone in common or they can make a referral for you. You just never know where these things are going to go. So don't, don't over-engineer it. The other thing is that, you know, we were talking earlier about evaluating next steps for your business to grow and expand. And I would imagine having conversations with others in your industry and out of, outside of your industry so that you can get other perspectives would be hugely valuable in being able to really evaluate effectively. Where am I today? Where could I go? And where are there opportunities to grow? Because if you're doing that by yourself, you're kind of stuck with the same thoughts you've always had. You you really need to bring the eyes and the insight of others into that conversation. And, and one or many of those conversations may be with people who are your mentors or he, who you might be mentoring. Yeah, I mean, they, they give inspiration at the end of the day, right? And inspire you to do things you're not thinking about. And, and one of the things you talked about, Roger, is, uh, for instance, having a mentor who may help you manage both the combination of your personal life and your business life. You know, as you said, manage work and life. Uh, I want I want to hear from you how you view your job and how you manage it with your personal life. So since we've been talking about New Year's resolutions, can you talk about a personal New Year's resolution that you have for yourself? Or let's say it's personal or even work related. 
Um, is this some sort of uh, forced accountability session? Maybe if I put it out there, I'll, I'll have well, to I'm do your, it. I'm your new mentor. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, yeah, so here's, here's the two things I'm, I'm thinking about now, and I will just declare, because I'm sure my wife will listen to this, my poultry ratio and some of my past uh, personal resolutions has not been so hot. So I'm, I'm going to keep it simple and easy, and here's the two things I'm thinking about. Number one, I've, I've got to get more quality sleep. So it sounds sort of basic, but um, you know, eight hours apparently is what the sleep gurus tell you is the magic number, and I'm, I'm not getting that today. And I, I, I challenge many of us, especially small business owners, I, I bet there's a lot of people in that same boat. So here's what I'm thinking about. I think it's going to be easier said than done, but uh, no smartphone, no TV, no laptop after 10. That, that's going to segue into my number two, uh, which is second priority for me is uh, I want to start reading more. As I talk to uh, business owners and uh, peers, um, you know, a, a lot of people are, are bookworms. I know my wife is, and I'm jealous of her, you know, curling up on the couch with a great book and getting lost in a story. And I don't give myself to, the time to do that. Uh, I know it's great for your brain. It's great brain food. And, and frankly, there's a, a million topics out there to, um, to help me learn. So that's my plan. More sleep, no artificial light, turning off the, uh, the laptop and grabbing a book. So first of all, being part of Forbes Books, and this is the heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books and Bank of America, we love the idea that you're going to read more. We're, we think everyone should adopt that resolution. And I, I just want to say that I think you've really set the, you've set the stage for others to look at their life and their lifestyle and think, what can I do to make myself a better person at home, a better person at work, and frankly, a healthier person, which is going to help in every avenue of your life. Uh, those sound like really great resolutions. I wish I had a great answer to the question. I was thinking of volunteering, you know, what my resolutions were, but uh, I don't have a great answer. So what I've learned, so you've been a mentor to me, is I need to work on this between now and January 1st. We've been talking with Roger Foreman. He's the SVP and Northwest Small Business Division Executive for Bank of America. This is the heartbeat of Main Street. With with Forbes Books and Bank of America. Roger, thanks so much for being here and happy holidays and a great new year to you. Uh, Greg, likewise. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books at ForbesBooks.com and Bank of America at BankofAmerica.com.